Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We are ranking shortstops. We're almost done with our player rankings, by the way. We're also covering the latest Major League Baseball news. And what do you do at the end of the draft? What are some targets you can look for uh, right there in the last couple rounds? That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Belly Up Fantasy Sports, Righteous Felon Jerky, and Seat Geek. Uh, We are inching ever so closely to Major League Baseball regular season and more importantly, fantasy baseball draft season. And we are here to get you ready for that here tonight. I'm your host, Vin Stover. I am joined as I am just about every single Sunday night by the senior fantasy writer at BellyUpFantasySports.com. He is the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? We're doing great, and uh, we're in March now, and so it's officially springtime, even if it's not official, but it's March. Baseball. <laughs> it's officially springtime, even if it's not official, yeah. That's right, and so uh, <laughs> we've got baseball. We'll have real baseball this month, and as you mentioned, the uh, – we're, we're kicking it in the high gear. We've got the draft coming up in a couple of weeks and in the season. So it's time to get excited about baseball. There's no question in my mind about that. Yep. I went to my first live game uh, yesterday, actually a double header at Eastern Kentucky University. Um, so went and hung out. They won. They split it. Won one, lost one. Um, watched a kid. I'm going to have him on the show uh, tomorrow night. But watched a kid through uh, 6.2 innings. Two hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Um, he was he was dealing, and uh, so that was fun. Got to see some home runs and uh, some nice plays as well. So it's it's got me ready to go. I'm I'm excited for the next game I can get to, and uh, I probably will not get to any this week. Uh, but hopefully, after that, things will start to level out a little bit as far as my schedule and the baseball schedule goes. <laughs> but um, we're not here to talk EKU baseball. We're here to talk fantasy baseball. And uh, all that's going on in the world of Major League Baseball. So let's get things kicked off, Kev. Let's start with our Fantasy Burner segment. (laughs) 
Fantasy Burner segment is presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com is where you can go to find the tickets to uh, these ball games that you're looking to go to. And if you use code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase there at SeatGeek.com. Uh, so here's what we're looking at today, Kev. We're looking at uh, end of the draft targets. Um, the okay. way I, I put it in our text was uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Guys, we're looking at there at the very end of the draft. And uh, because as much as you can wait and wing it at the end, I think it's good to have a strategy all the way through the draft. And so we get towards the end end of the draft. What are you looking for in the final rounds? Well, you're definitely looking for upside. Yeah. And you're looking for it, – it's, it's essentially dart throws, really. But you want to be throwing darts at players that will be starters – for their teams and perhaps players that uh, maybe they were great at one time in the past, but maybe had some injuries last year, but are looking good in the spring. Maybe some young players that might be busting out. And uh, I have one of those that uh, I think you'll, you'll find interesting, but they're players that can help your team. But if they don't help your team, then you could just cast them aside and go out and get yourself the next player that you like or whatever but uh to me you definitely want to get some guys that have upside but players that you figure are going to be regulars you don't want to get some guy who maybe 80 90 100 games you want somebody that's going to be in their lineup that will provide you with positive stats so i halfway agree with you um i agree with you on throwing darts um, I think this is the spot you take a risk. Um, I think this is where you go out and draft. I've got three different ways to go about it here at the end of the draft. Number one is the homer pick. If you don't have enough guys on your team from the team that you cheer for, um, this is you can take a homer pick with your final pick. You can go get a guy. I'm a Brewers fan. So if Sal Freelich still sitting there last round, you know what? There's a good chance I'll probably take him. Um, so I think it's a good place for homework. Now, if you've already done Homer picks throughout the draft, then you don't want to do a Homer pick with your last one. Uh, but if you look at the end of the draft and you don't have any, anybody from your favorite team, go ahead and get you one. Uh, it's always fun to have, have somebody we've got, a, a new member in our league. That's a Rockies fan. You know what? If they get to the end of the draft and they don't have any Rockies on their team. Right. Take a swing at somebody. I'm not drafting a Rocky. So, um, no. they can probably get them earlier in the draft, but that being said, that's the time to go get them. Uh, right there at the end. The other thing that I like um, is injured pitchers in specific. Guys like Walker Bueller who aren't starting the season. If he's sitting there at the end of the draft, I don't mind taking them here, throwing them on my IL spot, and uh, and hoping I can hang on to them long enough for them to come back and play. Guys like DeGrom and Scherzer, they're probably going to be a, out a little too long to do that stashing. Uh, but you know what? You can try it. <laughs> Start with them and see what happens. If you don't need that injured list spot, then they can hang out there for a while. Um, and then the other one is something that you mentioned is the young guys. Taking a big swing at a, at a rookie. I like here to use this on a guy that's not on the active roster, but is expected to be called up within the month. Um, so I look at guys like Pittsburgh's Paul Skeens, who comes in, the number one overall pitcher. Um, I think that's an interesting one. They're saying that, that they think he's going to come up. And play. And so but the question is, is when? Um, and if it's gonna be, you know, August, well, then it's it's not worth drafting. Um, Toronto's got a pitcher named Ricky Tideman, um, that is supposed to be coming up as well. He's the top prospect in their system. 
and should be up sooner rather than later. So that's a kid I'd be willing to take a shot on. And then Cleveland has a first baseman, Kyle Manzardo, um, another prospect, one of the top prospects in, in their system. Um, you know, we'll see what goes on at first base there with Naylor. Uh, maybe Naylor goes DHing some. Maybe Manzardo DHs some. Kid's got all kinds of power. They expect him to come up. So that final pick in my draft, I'm looking at some of these prospects that'll make an early call up in the season. Maybe they're not on the roster just yet, but think back to Adley Rutschman. Um, I wanted him on my team and I was willing to wait till he got called up and it was well worth the wait. So that's kind of the mindset that I've got here. Um, you know, when it comes to that final, final pick, uh, do you have players on your mind for these targets here at the end? I, I do. And, uh, you know, we need to kind of qualify this as, you know, what kind of draft are you involved in? Cause we've got 26, you know, openings on roster our roster, spots, just yeah. like in baseball. And that's probably a little more than most teams have. But um, if if it isn't, then you, you want to be looking down around that area. And if you're looking for guys that go off the board in the 20th round, it does not help your case at all. But you want to be targeting guys that's right around ADP 260 or lower. Yeah. And so I do have some players that I think the first one that I have, will you'll find very interesting. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because he's at 259, and that's Jackson Torino of your Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. And uh, that's just one point less than 260, but he's right there. <laughs> and if you're in our draft, maybe this is not something that you want to look at too much because you may not know. Because we do our draft two weeks before the season starts. Right. And we uh, know if he's going to be the opening day second or uh, outfielder. But it, even if you don't know that, he's a guy that you could target because if he's on the roster, he's going to be putting together some excuse me, excellent, hopefully, you know, stats for you. But yes. um, so you're in a league down. with two Brewers fans. I don't think he is going to be there in the final round. I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Uh, now, he'll be there late. He should be there late at the very least. Who knows? Uh, Chase maybe maybe takes takes him way earlier than he should. Um, but this kid is he's the number two prospect right now, right behind Holiday in Baltimore. Right. Um, he has produced everywhere he's been, and MLB Network uh, predicted yesterday, I believe it was, that he is on the opening day roster. Now they don't know that for sure; it's just a prediction. But the way they've been running right. things in spring training. Um, I would be shocked if uh, Jackson Churio is not on the opening day roster. And if he's not, he'll be there very soon. He's a draftable player this year, I think. Absolutely. So he may, as you mentioned, because Chase don't, you will. Right. <laughs> but um, another guy that I was looking at is somebody I talked about last week. He's at 277. That's Eugenio Suarez. Hmm third baseman for Arizona. He's going to be a starter. And he, that would be a solid last pick. Yeah. That would be a very solid last pick, especially if you've got first and third like we do. Mm -hmm. So I'm battling a little cold here, guys. He's all so choked up about it. <laughs> so Eugenio Suarez, I like that. 162 games. You put him in your lineup. You don't have to worry about him. 
<laughs> and the last hitter I have is Christopher Morrell of the uh, Chicago Cubs. Interesting. He's a second baseman outfield guy. And he's the guy who hit 26 home runs last year. Yeah. So, and he's at 263. So he's right there in that mix for a hitter that um, should be able to help your team and be on the roster most of the season. And so he's a guy that you could target. And he has that you know, kind of versatility that I like. So he's yeah. the guy that I'm looking at there. <clears throat> and so couple of pitchers. I have Nestor Cortez of the New York Yankees. Interesting. At 262. Yeah. And uh, he was only uh, only won five games, but he had some injury problems. But the year before that, he was 12-4 and four with a 2.44 ERA. So he's a guy that you can look at. And there's a guy that I know your dad likes, and that's Brian Bellow, the Boston Red Sox. And he's at 272, but he won 12 games last year. Mm. So how he's at 272, I'm not too sure. 12 game winners, you know, are not a dime a dozen like they used to be in the big league. So there's a guy I would look at, even though we don't care about Boston too whole much. <laughs> but uh, in the last round, you throw all yeah. that out the window and you just go and get yourself a player that you think can help you. And if he comes close to that 12-win season as a last-round draft pick, that'll be huge. Yeah, I think bad teams, um, second or third pitcher, uh, mm-hmm. when you're at that point in the draft, I think of teams like Washington, uh, Pittsburgh, um, those kinds of teams, typically Miami. There are teams where guys just really kind of want to stay away from these teams, generally speaking. And sometimes some pitchers get overlooked as a result of that. Boston be the same way. Um, where if you get a guy there at the end, if you get a guy, I, to me, I don't like having a pitcher who's not top three in the rotation. Um, I want them to be top three in the rotation. If I'm going to be drafting them, now I'll waiver wire a guy who's got a good matchup, whatever. Um, but if I want them on my roster long-term, I'm looking for a top three in the rotation. And there are guys there. There are guys that you can get um, that will be there. Like I said, Miami pitchers, they've got, they've got um, they're sneaky. Okay, they're sneaky good pitchers down there in Miami, um, and uh, and honestly, the ballpark is is pitcher friendly also. So that's, that's right, um, pitcher friendly parks and all of baseball, definitely. And so I that's pitching is definitely an intriguing spot there. Um, relief pitchers, if you're if you don't like to draft relief pitchers, you're going to take one there. Um, you know those kinds of things as well. But um, yeah, you have to be aware. Obviously, it depends on how the draft goes and what your roster looks like, right? All that kind of stuff. We understand that, but uh, generally speaking, I think this is this is good advice um, as you end the near the near the end of your draft um, to be able to look at and say, okay, um, which which way do I want to go? Do I want to go another pitcher? Do I want to go a guy that's injured and stash him? Do I want to go for a, a swing on one of these up and comers that maybe will not be there on opening day? Um, although there's a lot of up and comers who will be there opening day, it sure looks like at least. Um, and guys that can fall. I was surprised, and we'll talk about this when we get to our rankings. I was surprised that some guys who were hurt last year, how low they're going this year when before they were actually really good. So I'm intrigued by some of this, and we'll talk about that when we get into our rankings here in a little bit as well. Um, But there you go, end of the draft. What are you going to do? Have a plan. Don't just go into it uh, willy-nilly 
and uh, and go get somebody that can help your team out, whether it's right away or down the road. And here's the reason why, by the way, I'm willing to take a swing on these prospects or injured players is because my guys aren't more than likely going to get injured right off the bat. A month in, they might start getting injured. But I don't usually have to have that IL spot or the extra roster spots at the beginning of the season. It's as the season progresses. So I'm okay with stashing a guy, whether it's on the IL or just on my roster. I'm willing to do that for the right guy. Um, But you got to do some research on the prospects. You got to know when are they anticipated to come up. Because like I said, if it's July and August, I don't know that it's worth stashing at that point. No, that's too Um, late because you could be burying the standings by then. Yes, exactly. So yeah, go out and get people that can help your team out um, sooner rather than later. All right, that's uh, the Fantasy Burner. It's presented by SeatGeek. Again, you go to SeatGeek.com for any ticket needs that you have. And if you type in that code, BellyUpSports, you're going to get $20 off your purchase and enjoy the game at the uh, help of SeatGeek and BellyUpSports as well. All right, time for segment number two, the call to the pin. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon. That's always going to give you a jazz up right there, you know what I'm Yeah, saying? presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Right when you get there, you can join the flavor revolution, trying flavors like the bootleg and barbecue, the Soul Survivor, the Foul Capone, or the <laughs> Bourbon Franklin. There's all kinds of flavors for you to try. You can do it at RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15. That's STOVE15. You get 15% off your purchase. And this is a product that I have purchased several times. I absolutely love this stuff. And I think that you will as well. All right, let's get into some Major League Baseball news. And really the news of the week was the signing of Matt Chapman. Uh, Another Boris agent, Bellinger, signed last week. We talked about that. Uh, Chapman, he got way less than he was originally going for. He goes to San Francisco, which makes a ton of sense because San Francisco needs help and they've got some money. So. He goes to San Francisco and jumps in there. When they signed Solaire, you said, I love it. Good signing. How do you feel about Chapman going to the Giants? Well, I, uh, I'm i not nearly as big on this on the sign because we talked about him. He's on my – because we didn't know where he was going to sign or anything, but now that we do know, he's still on my I – don't, I don't want him on my team. <laughs> I, if, if I'm a professional team, I could see why they'd want that as a – Love is about as good as it gets down there at third base. But, uh, you know, when it comes to fantasy, love doesn't help. Might keep you in the lineup. But, uh, you know, I was looking, and last year he hit 240. And do you know what his career batting average is? If I had to guess, I'd go 236. Pretty close. It's 240. So what he put together last year is basically what he does. That's his career. And he's had some great years at the end when he was in Oakland. When he went to Toronto in that lineup, I thought he was going to go over there and just play some bash ball. It has not been the case. His bat has a lot of holes in it. <laughs> and so I think the Giants need better a better hitter than, than what he'll provide. And so I'm not nearly as high on this signing. Uh, you know, I get it that they need help. so. And it's basically the same deal that Bellinger got as far as because he can opt out after each of the next two years. But, uh, you know, going to the Giants, 
you know, sours me on him right there because, you know, I'd rather the, you know, the San Francisco Giants just slide off into the sea. But but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not excited about this at all. So basically their other option was J.D. Davis, who's on the roster right now. J.D. Davis, um, looking right now, he hit 248, um, 18 home runs, 69 RBIs, one stolen base, K rate of 27.8. I think Chapman's an upgrade. Um, is he a superstar? No. No, not anymore. No. Not if he but, ever was. But I think he's an upgrade. And I think the Giants are the kind of team that need to go out and sign these guys who feel slighted, have a chip on their shoulder. And uh, and maybe they come in and have some success in San Francisco, at least help them compete still in the division. Because I just don't think, I don't know. I don't know if Chapman, I think that the addition of Chapman and Solaire make the Giants better. I think if it was just Chapman, it would be, eh, okay, whatever. I think adding both of them, though, is a help, is a positive for the Giants. I like it. I actually think it's a good move for San Francisco. The thing that gives me pause and all that, because both of them are right-hand hitters, and that's not the park, you know, that 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 <laughs> provides a lot of, you know, oomph to right-hand hitters. If you're a left-hand hitter, you can hit it out into, you know, the bay and all that sort of thing. But uh, so, you know, if, if the Giants, if that's because you know they they offered that a deal to J.D. Martinez as well, and he said no to that. Yeah, and he's still out there. So uh, they're definitely looking to better their team and good on them on that. And if they want to continue to do that, want to just bring in Jordan Montgomery while they're at it and, 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 and boost their pitching staff because he's the next one that's going to come off the board for a three-year deal you just want. Yeah, so right now their rotations, Logan Webb, Jordan Hicks, Kyle Harrison, Keaton Wynn, and Mason Black. Wynn and Black no are both injured. all over themselves about yeah, that. Yeah, both injured, so that's not good. Cobb and no. Ray – um, also not available. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Tristan Beck is the one that got injured, not Mason Black. Um, but either way, um, so you got yeah, two Logan Webb is about as good as you can get, but after that, it's it's a nosedive. So you got Snell and you got Montgomery. Um, one of them is an option, uh, I think, for right. San Francisco. It and, makes and, sense and, for them to go out and get them. Um and both the question is which one do you go both for? Of them because they're both, you know. Pitchers, obviously, but San Francisco is a pitcher's park. So maybe you sign with them and build up your stats for a year. Yes. I mean, I look at this team. I love their bullpen, Kevin. Um, they've got Camilo Duvall at the closer. Right. They've got the Rogers yeah, twins as your seventh and eighth inning guys. Um, and they're decent everywhere else. they got a kid named Ethan Small who most people don't care about. But he was in the Brewers system. I know him. I've seen him. And the minors, he was very good. He was a guy that that had a lot of potential. They go out and get him from Milwaukee this year um, as well. They've got a really, really solid bullpen. The problem is, is I mean, you can give me Webb, Harrison, and Hicks as rotation guys, but I want Harrison and Hicks as my four and five, not my two and three. Right. That That's a huge problem, and they know that. Yeah. So, you know, they get paid a lot more money than we get, and they know that. But, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, if they, if they don't sign somebody else, their, their rotation is going to let them down. There's no question in my mind about that. Yeah. And outside of, um, those two guys, Snell and Montgomery, I don't know that there's yeah. another pitcher out there right now. Not um, this late. That makes sense. 
to go out and get. I'm trying to think through. I don't know. I don't have the uh, free agents right in front of me. Um, and I don't know that I can find them either. So uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm sure there's pitchers out there, uh, but none none to that degree at the very so, least. So if they were any good, they'd be in camp. Right. Uh, that or they have Scott Boris as their agent. <laughs> right. And so, uh, so, you know, that that when the big story is Matt Chapman, that's, you know, not mind-breaking, you know, shattering news. But uh, I'm sure you saw that uh, Shoei Otani made his debut yeah. on Tuesday, and all he did was hit a home run in that game. That's all? That's all he did. <laughs> and then uh, on Wednesday, uh, Yamamoto made his debut, and all he did was pitch 18 pitches, 16 of them strikes, two innings, one hit, no runs, three strikeouts, no walk. So it's way too early to get excited, but you got to like what you see out of the two of them to start the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I've been watching and reading some different things you got guys like Ellie De La Cruz, who's had a decent start. He's been hitting well. Um, you've got some prospects that are hitting well. Um, also, I still – I don't put much into it yet. <laughs> like, Yamamoto looked good. Good for him. Right. I, that's fine. Um, it doesn't boost my um, confidence level just yet. I, I, right. I, One, two innings I cannot, you know, seal the deal. Right. Uh, I want to see a whole lot more before I get too excited about what's going on uh, in spring training. I, I'm happy that it's here and I'm happy that guys are doing fine, uh, but we need to see a whole lot more. And we've only got a couple weeks before the draft. We draft on the 17th. Um, so, you know, let's, <laughs> let's show me something right. quick uh, <laughs> before I, before I start drafting. So yeah, there's not That's a whole right. lot of other news going on right now. Anything else you want to talk about MLB wise? Uh, no, not really. So, okay. uh, you know, we're still waiting for Montgomery to come in. Yeah. I think the Rangers are still in the running for that because of the three year, you know, break it off after one year. I'm yep. sure that's going to happen next. Very, and very so well good. They're a team that needs the rotation help, even though they're the defending world champions because they've got so many injuries already on their staff. So, uh, I well, think that's the deal that might get done. The Rangers, a, they're in this survive mode um, until they get their right. pitchers back. They've got the pitchers right. there. They just got to get them on the field. It's going to take a right. while. So right. how much do you really spend to try to keep you in the hunt through the summer? Last year, they get – I really thought their pitching staff would kill them, and they survived a long time last year. Um, so did. how much do they actually need to go in – right now versus maybe trusting the process a little bit with some of these lesser known guys. Well, cause they, uh, they, they brought in Jordan Montgomery at the, at the trade deadline last year. That was, that was huge, especially when it came to the postseason. He was the guy who really stepped up big. And so, uh, if, like I said, they don't want to, you know, take the, uh, the, the the franchise and 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 send it into the stratosphere on the taxes but if they can get him i think they should do that because their 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 starting rotation is is, is shallow and um and they've had like last year they had six seven eight guys they could use and um you know one of the ones that you're not big on 
that you've talked about. And so if 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 they don't sign Jordan Montgomery, he's going to be probably the number two starter. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a problem. So I'm looking at their prospects. Um, they got a kid named Cole Wynn. Uh, yes. who hasn't made it out of triple A just yet. Nope. Uh, Jack nope. Leiter, a Vandy kid, right. um, who they drafted back in 21. Um, he's at the triple A level right now. Danny Duffy pitched in the majors. Um, he's in the triple A level right now. Um, they've got guys that have been there um, down here as well. They got a guy that played for Chicago, Jose Urena. Um, they got some, some experience at the very least at the minor league level. But their their uh, their rotation currently is Evaldi, John Gray, Andrew Haney, who I think all three of those are serviceable rotation guys. Um, Dane Dooning, um, who is a uh, um, he hasn't been what people thought he would be. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, Cody Bradford possibly in the rotation right now as well. And they want him to be guys. the long reliever, so that is not ideal. They well, want he's twenty six. Guy in the pen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's twenty six. So at some point, starter could be the the role that he moves to. Of course, um, I would assume that uh, Yuri Rodriguez is a similar situation um, as well. But yeah, I, it's not the. I think they could survive though. I don't think they have to go out. I mean, I think adding Montgomery or Snell would be phenomenal for any team. Um, I don't know that the Rangers have to do that. You've got three pitchers that are injured: Degrom, Scherzer, and Tyler Molly, who they brought in. Um, as a free agent, and he had Tommy John surgery back in May last year. So um, you've got some guys there, um, and if you can survive till they start coming back, you can save a little bit of money and still at the same time be in the running, although I think Houston runs away with the division this year. But um, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Um, right. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on what's going on and these free agent signings, and we'll cover them here, of course, every Sunday. Uh, the call to the pen presented by righteous felon jerky. Again, go to righteous Use the code stove 15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. It's now time though, for our final segment of the night, we call our fantasy focus. The fantasy focus is presented by belly up fantasy Your one-stop shop for all things, fantasy sports articles for every fantasy sport you can imagine. And of course, all of our one and only Kevin Wilson's articles can be found at bellyupfantasysports.com. Today for our fantasy focus, we are ranking shortstops. And next week we do outfielders and we're done with rankings and we're on to drafting. Uh, That's right. Then we get real serious. We'll get to that next week. But today is shortstops. We were talking before we came on the show, Kevin. Not as strong as a position as both of us kind of thought it was going to be once we got into the rankings. No, I was surprised because shortstop was a strong position last year. Yeah. And uh, and there there are some players that we're going to talk about, of course, that are up at the top of these rankings that are very strong. But after that, and it it drops off. And I was really surprised about the the variation, if you will, between the rankings that fantasy pros has and ESPN, they're wildly different, wildly. So this really comes into the point where you have, whatever it is that you're following will 
you know, if you're drafting on ESPN, you're going to have the, the, you know, where they're ranked or whatever. But if you're drafting somewhere else, you better find out where they're ranking people because if if you're if you're using Fantasy Pros, it's not the same at all you, as as ESPN. Somebody's using ESPN, and you'd be like, wait a second, that guy was supposed to be number seven hundred and forty or whatever. But uh, so. That that just a point of caution there because I was really surprised and we're going to be talking about this because I'm going to you know, mention this and you'll see what I'm talking about the, the the difference in between what these two platforms rank these days. All right, well let's get started. Tier number one for shortstops. Uh, who do you got sitting there? Okay, so unlike the last couple of weeks where I've had one guy at the top, that's not the case this week. I've got three guys at the top. Okay. Let me just say right out of the gate that the one guy is contingent upon him being healthy. Okay. And of course, I'm talking about Corey Seager. Yep. I've got him at number two okay. overall. Uh, Bobby Witt, I think, is a clear number one at shortstop. And so uh, he's young. He'll do whatever you need, you need to do. Um, 30 homers, 96 RBIs, 49 stolen bases. The only problem is he was thrown out 15 times. That's way too many. That's way too many. <clears throat> way too But if that's your biggest complaint, you're okay. Yeah. And so he's at number one. Corey Seager's at number two. And he was the number two guy in the AL MVP race, yeah. even though he missed time. Yeah. And so uh, maybe if we're, you know, we're drafting a couple weeks and you don't know if he's healthy, you got to slide him down at that point. I mean, yeah, but contingent upon him being healthy, he's number two. And then I've got Trey Turner also in this tier who's coming off for him a down year. You can but, say that again. <laughs> and you drafted him, you know. <laughs> and since you drafted him, I'm going to let you talk about him more than I'm going. All right. So I'll have to talk about him when I get to tier two, <laughs> Kevin, because okay. in tier number one, I put exactly zero players in tier okay. number one. Um, and the reason why I chose to do that is I will not draft a shortstop in the first round. And I would be hard pressed probably to draft one in the second round. Um, although I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't just scold someone who takes a wit or a Seeger in the second round. Um, but to me, those guys, I don't have them valued that high. And I feel like there's so many more when we get to outfield. I mean, there's just so many more guys available that I would want over those guys. Now I do have Seager one um, and wit two. Although I think wit is um, I'd rather have wit on my team, but cause I just, I don't know. I have a little more confidence. He's going to be there the whole time, but right, Seager, he just put us up the better stats. Um, right. So I keep Seager at one. So in my okay. tier two, I have those three guys, Seeger, Witt, and Turner. Turner is a strikeout machine, or was last year. And um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm on this. I catch myself saying every time we do rankings, there's no way they can be as bad as they were last year. Um, surely there's no way Trey Turner can be as bad as he was last year. No. Surely not. That being said, um, I've actually got him fourth on my list. Because I put Francisco Lindor in this tier two also. Okay. And uh, I've got him as third. So I go Seeger, Witt, Lindor, and Turner. And they're all in my tier two. 
Okay, and this, you know, that's a good point because this brings up right what I'm talking about. If you're on Fantasy Pros, they've got Bobby Witt as the number two player overall. Oh, my soul. Fantasy baseball. That's insane. <laughs> okay. So if you're taking him as the number two overall pick in your draft, you're setting yourself up for failure. I'd say so. So um, I don't know how they came up with that. They've got him at number 22 on ESPN. That's a little more reasonable. I might be willing to give a second round draft pick on him. Not saying that I would, but I might be willing to do that. But I'm certainly not going to do that in the top five positions of my draft. Yeah. Not doing that at all. And so, uh, and also on Trey Turner, they've got him, uh, Fantasy Pros has him at number 12 overall, which means he's going at the top of the second round, bottom of the first. Mm -hmm. That's way too high for me. Oh, yeah. They've got him at number 34 on ESPN. That may be even a little high to me based on what he did a year ago. But I would say. Talk me into that. You could. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 34 is reasonable. Not happening. Yeah. I think 34 is reasonable because, again, I think there's upside with Turner. He's not old. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's on a good team and, Absolutely. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, man, I don't know. He's that kind of player that if you had him last year, you're going, I ain't taking him. He's that Mike Trout kind of player. Not as not as lowly ranked as Trout, but as the guy that everybody just kind of goes, yeah, I'm kind of done. Kind of done with that. Yeah. Don't be done with him just yet. Yeah. Don't don't be floating him down the river, okay? Yeah. Because um, well, the Phillies he still fans twenty seven home runs. <laughs> yeah, at the shortstop position. So lock yeah, lock him, him in the Nate River just yet. Lock him in the and Nate so, Nuyens team. Let's hang on a sec. Nate's Nate's drafting seventh overall. Uh, so here you go, prediction. I don't know if Nate's watching. If Nate's watching, then this then this doesn't count. But if Nate's not watching, um, second round Nate Nuyen taking Trey Turner. I, I I'm calling it right now. Okay. All right. So there you have it. He's a Phillies fan. So, that's why I said it. Okay. And so then in my tier two, I've got two guys. Gunnar Henderson's one of them. Okay. We've talked about him before. We both are big on him. Big. And then I got Francisco Lindor here. And uh, another another guy that's wildly, he's 21st on Fantasy Pros, 65th on ESPN. So Ooh. I'd much rather put a fifth round or you know, draft pick or even a fourth round towards Francisco Lindor, then give a a, a second round. Yeah. So top yes. of the third. Second round is rich for me, but I will say this. People got sour on Lindor two years ago. Yeah, don't do that. And he he did decent last year. His stats he were did. decent. He did. And he's due. I mean he did. I, another guy who's not old, right? And so he you want right. to you wanna be careful with these kind of guys. Um, right. You don't want to overdraft them, but at the same time, you don't want to give your opponents a Francisco Lindor in the fourth round, a uh, late right. fourth round, something like that. I, I, 31 I think, homers, 98 RBIs, 160 games played. Yeah. So yeah, he's not done like by a long shot. Yeah. All right, let's move on to tier three. What I'm talking about, well, you can talk about Hunt Henderson. He's in my tier three, um, but talk right. about Gunnar Henderson a little bit because I, I love Gunnar Henderson. Week. Yeah. Short stop, third base. You know he's a top player, and um, so if, if I'm in the third or fourth round and he's sitting there, I I could pull the trigger on that because he's second base, like I said, third. You no, know, not second base, short stop, third. Yeah. And um, he played 150 games. Some of them were rocky. You know that. Yeah. 
And uh, but towards the end, he was putting it together big time. And I'm so, a believer. yeah, I, I'm I'm a believer in, in Gunnar Henderson a lot. And uh, he's been battling some injuries in the in the in the spring. But if he's fully healthy, which I expect, he's fully draftable. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I've got him as my fifth shortstop. Um, I had him as my sixth third baseman. Um, he has that eligibility, which is really, really nice and can fill either spot. If you go out and draft yourself, uh, Austin Riley or, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez or an Alec Bregman, you can come back with Gunnar Henderson and not have two third basemen. You can have third baseman, and a right. shortstop, the shortstop. Um, right. which is awesome. Um, right. and I, again, I I'm just, I'm big on them and, uh, and I might be higher on them than I should be, honestly. Um, I don't think you are. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. I, I, yeah, I don't think I've got him as the top of my tier three, fifth, fifth uh, shortstop overall, and I've got him right there with Bo Bichette and Nico Horner in, in my tier three. Okay, I can agree with that because in my tier three, I've got Bo Bichette <laughs> and I've got Nico Horner, and then I got Han Song Kim. Okay, of the Padres. Interesting. In this okay, tier. and um. You know, he's everywhere, and so you got to factor that in when you're doing these rankings. So I put him in my tier. He's going to be the shortstop, but he's got second, short, and third. He's been there on all three tiers that we've done. And so, uh, but uh, Bo Bichette is a guy that I like who was kind of heralded you know, a little bit early on in his career that really wasn't didn't show until last year because uh he hit 306 mm. so if you got a shortstop if you hit 306 you won't pay attention to that <laughs> but uh once again fantasy pros has him at 34 and then uh espn has him at 89 much better value there definitely now i'm intrigued by this uh first of all bo bichette i'd rather have bichette or henderson um then probably my tier two guys. Uh, I just feel safer with those guys for whatever reason. Horner, I'm not drafting Horner, uh, but again, I'm going to rank him as I think he deserves to be ranked. Um, if Lightning's going to strike a guy, it just makes sense for it to be Nico Horner. Um, and again, it's not his fault. It's all Craig Council's fault. The the baseball <laughs> gods are going to rain down uh, uh, wrath on the Chicago Cubs this year because of Craig Council's just um, uh, backstabbing. But um, you put Hassan Kib in there, and I've got it in my tier five. Um, but you, I'm surprised. I've got Bogarts over Kip. I've got him over him in the second base tiers, and I've got him over him in the shortstop tiers because he's still eligible for shortstop. And right. so why are you higher on Kim than you are on Bogarts? The reason why I'm higher on him is one simple reason, his versatility. Yeah. And so that has to factor in. It has always factored in with me. Yeah. And so uh, I have him higher at second base as well, because I think as a second baseman, he uh, uh, gives you that more oomph okay. over there at second. So that rises him in the rankings. But, uh, you know, him, Hunter, he, it's not like he, he had 17 homers. So 152 games played. And so, uh, but that that versatility is something that's very difficult to overlook. So that's why I have him here in this tier. Okay. Yeah, I've got him a little lower, so I'll get to him in a moment. Okay. Uh, my tier four, 
I come in with Xander Bogarts and Matt McClain uh, from Cincinnati. McClain, I had him. I, I'm high on him this year. Um, he's he's got multiple eligibility as well. Um, he was uh, what was he third base also? I guess um, now I can't find him on my on my other tiers. He's he's got eligibility more than just than just shortstop. Uh, but anyways, I've got McLean and Bogarts here at number four, tier four. Again, uh, McLean has that positional eligibility. Um, he's got second base and shortstop eligibility. He might be, is he outfield too? Do you know? He might uh, be. Matt McLean is not. Okay. Um, and second base shortstop. Okay. So I like him. I think, you know, again, I've, I've, I've shared my thoughts on the reds, but I think they have some real fantasy value this year. And, uh, and again, I've got Bogarts here in four where I've got Hassan Kim in five, um, and tier five. I, I don't know. I, again, I go back to this. They can't be as bad as they were last year. Surely Bogarts is going to be better at some point. Things are going to click. And I just think Bogarts is due for a bounce back year. Um, and we certainly agree on that. And so, uh, you talk about Cincinnati Reds, well, my uh, tier is flow or flowing with Cincinnati Reds because yeah. I've got Ellie Dela Cruz here uh-huh. in this year, uh, most reluctantly enough, but he, uh, he showed that he can, he can play the, you know, so I got him here and, uh, you might be surprised at this, but I got Dansby Swanson here in this okay. tier. And, um, you know, I know I'm bucking up against the curse right here, but, uh, yeah. And then I've got Matt McLean also in this tier. Okay. And, uh, I like him a lot, but, uh, he only played 89 games, so yeah. I think he needs to show a little bit more before I move him up in these tiers. But, uh, you know, Ellie Dela Cruz and, and Matt McClain probably deserve to be above Swanson because they've got multi-position eligibility. They're younger. They're going to be in a good lineup. But, uh, but Nancy Swanson, he plays every game. 160, 162 games the last two years. And he so averages how many be strikeouts per game? Well, let me see here. He had uh, <laughs> da, 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 154 strikeouts, which comes out to a 24.1 strikeout rate. Yeah, which um, for a shortstop is a little is is high, no question. Yeah, but I'll, I'll walked at a 10 percent clip, so yeah, factor that in, and um, hit 22 homers. He did. And he plays in Chicago, except for the curse, you know, with the wind blowing out and all that. Um, the potential uh, home runs is there. I'm going to save my Dansby Swanson hate for a little later in the program. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, same thing as Swanson. He strikes out a bunch. Um, that's has, really, really the, crazy. The oh, only negative to Ellie De La Cruz is that. Let's um, see. Uh, Dela Cruz was at thirty-three point seven percent strikeout rate. Yeah. So, but so he was a young guy. So exactly. He can, he's a year older. Has some experience now. Maybe, and he's raking right now in spring training. Um, but I've got him in my tier five. I think that he is intriguing. I think that he is electric. I think for a baseball team, he sells tickets. He just strikes out so much. I'm worried that uh, maybe he doesn't help me as much as he helps the Reds. Uh, and so, so I've got him in tier five. I got Hassan Kim here in tier five, and you know I got to do it. I got Willie Adamas in tier five too. Ooh, Surely he can't be as bad as he was last year. Okay. Um, okay. He does hit home runs. 
Um, that's that's what Willie Adamas gives you more than anything else. Um, and he plays a lot too. Uh, so um, I put Willie there. That's a homer pick. You don't have to put him in your tier five. I know it's a homer pick, but I love okay. Willie Adamas, man. And and he made this may be his last year in well, Milwaukee. He, uh, so uh, he, uh, he he made it so I was incorrect last year because you remember yeah. I predicted that he would be the leading shortstop coming out of the second half. And he of did. course he was not. Yeah, that was all-star break. You, you bold prediction. And uh <laughs> sadly, right. sadly, you were not correct. Honestly. I was not. Do you have a tier five? Back to what I'm saying, because Ellie Dela Cruz on Fantasy Pros is ranked at 35th overall. That's, that's too high. Way too high. Yeah. But on the ESPN, he's 146. Yeah. There's value at 146. Agreed. Agreed. So there you have it. Yeah. You got a, Do you have a tier five or do you already give your tier five? I do. And in, in this tier, I've got uh, Sander Bogarts, which we just talked about. I got J.P. Crawford in this tier. And then I got C.J. Abrams in this tier. Even though I kind of was hesitant to put him here, just simply based on the team he's on. So I'm with you. I almost put C.J. Abrams in my tier five. Also, um, I chose not to. Um, I think he's just below those guys. I think he's a guy where if you need a, to me, he's a waiver wire guy, not a draftable guy. Um, someone if you wait on shortstop and you don't get one, then C.J. Abrams is fine for you. But we'll talk about our value picks here in a minute. And I like all of my value picks better than I like C.J. Abrams. I just couldn't put them, put them in my Tier 5. Okay. So uh, so I got these guys. J.P. Crawford is a guy that a lot of people – and here's the difference that goes the other way. Because ESPN has him ranked at 139th overall. <laughs> Fantasy Pros, 240th. I line up with Fantasy Pros better with J.P. Crawford. Okay, so 240th. <laughs> if that's where you're coming from, then there's all kinds of value here at 240. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, 19 homer. Yep. So, so I uh, I have him here, and um, in my uh, in my value tier, you might be a little surprised at this because uh, in my value tier, I've got Jackson Holiday. Yeah. Leading off my value tier, as I suspect that he's going to be their leading second base candidate. And if that happens, then he's going to have shortstop and second base qualifications. He's going to be batting in that Baltimore lineup. They're a good team. I like this a lot. And um, he's not even ranked on ESPN. Which not is even wild. ranked, which is wild to me. So, you know, we were talking earlier about players that you could target, but this is not going to work, I don't think, because by the time this draft comes around, that's not going to be the case anymore. He's going to be up there higher than the last round. So um, I really like him. I think he's yeah. going to be their leading second baseman. So Jackson, uh, you know, I talked about him. My first article of the year was the second. I can't remember, but uh, – I said that he was the top prospect in all baseball. I still believe that. And so I like him a lot. He's a value. However you want to chop this up. And then below, I've got Tommy Edmond of the St. Louis Cardinals. Interesting. A player that can play every single place. And um, he's at 185th overall on, uh, on uh, ESPN. So there's value to be had here. 
on a player that plays every day and plays different positions. So, especially on ours, because we've got, you know, we got the first, second, third, shortstop, then we got the middle infield and corner infield and outfield. You need players that can play more than one position. And he certainly does that. So I've got him in my value here. Yeah, those are good ones, I think, overall. Now, I will say this about um, uh, Jackson Holiday. And when we did second base, I had him ranked in my tier two. Um, I had him above Marte, Horner, Arias, Bogarts, McLean, all those guys. I did not put him in my rankings here um, at shortstop because I just didn't know where to put him. I'm high on him. I'm in three leagues already, probably a fourth. And if I'm in four leagues and I don't have him in two leagues, then I've failed in drafting, in my opinion. Um, I want Jackson Holiday on on some of my teams. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know how early you have to take him. I don't don't know yet. Yeah, I don't don't know either because he's 196th. He's going to go higher than that. He's going to, but like I said, he's not even ranked on ESPN. Yeah. That that, yeah. that that that's that can't be the case when draft day comes around. I'll be shocked. What's the highest you think Jackson Holiday goes? I think, think through all the leagues that you've been Baltimore in, Baltimore Orioles. I'm taking him before we hit the uh, probably 18th round. Oh no, he's gone way before that. You think so? There there is a league where someone is taking him round six or seven. Well, if you take him at six or seven, you can have him. Guaranteed. That's all I'll say about that. Guaranteed. I and if and if they officially announce him as opening day roster, I mean he's going up. He's going tenth round or earlier every single draft. Okay. He is he is the most popular prospect that Absolutely. has come out in quite some time, right. and uh, yeah, he's going to go early. I I I would guess in our league. I would guess in our league. I'm not taking him at this point. I would guess in our league, he goes before the 10th round. Okay. And that's exactly the reason why I did not include him on our you know, last round, even yeah. though he's not ranked, because I know that's not going to be the case on draft day. So, yeah. Yeah. I did not. That's do a hard that. Okay. Fantasy um, value picks. Here's some, some names for you. Uh, okay. Carlos Correa got hurt last okay. year, okay. Um, in and out, had issues with his contract, all that kind of stuff. His ADP right now, according to ESPN, is 218. Um, if you get Carlos Correa in the 200s as Thank your you. second shortstop, you're doing just fine, I think. I, I like that. I like that value for him, if you can get him in the 200s. Okay. So uh, I, I have him in my caution tier. Okay. So just... I'm not saying well, don't don't draft him. Let's let's come back to him. Then we'll come back to okay. him when we get to the caution tiers. Um, Anthony Volpe. All right. Now okay. hear me out on this. New okay. York Yankees shortstop. Here's right. the negative on Anthony Volpe. He batted 209 last year with 167 strikeouts. Yeah. Now you say, how in the world can a guy who bats 209 with 167 strikeouts be someone that you're interested in? Um, and I turn your attention to Kyle Schwarber. Um, now he's not Kyle Schwarber. All right. No. So I, I, I say that jokingly, but here's the positives with Anthony Volpe 21 home runs, 24 stolen bases. Um, you're going to see some guys. We'll talk about them in a moment with these guys that I don't like. 
um, where they've got decent home run numbers, but their stolen bases are single digits. Volpe is in a better lineup this year than he was last year. He is another year older, another year experienced. I think that that batting uh, average goes up. I think you see him in the 230s. And I think those strikeouts come down to a degree. They probably don't get drastically better. But if he can get them down to the 140 range, I'd be a lot more comfortable, especially with his value, where he's sitting at. Um, I mean, he's basically undrafted um, down in those late two, 240s, 250s, somewhere in that range right now. And so that's another guy, second shortstop or early waiver wire pickup kind of a guy. I like Anthony Volpe, the value that you can get from him right now for sure. Um, he is at 228. I'm sorry, 228 is his ADP right now. Then the last guy I've got is a guy that I cannot believe is as low as he is. And he's O'Neill Cruz. His ADP is 204. Um, I know he plays for the Pirates, but he played for the Pirates before he was hurt too. <laughs> he's a shortstop right. with value. And uh, and if I miss out on the top two tiers of, of the guys that I want, I'll pass on the Bogarts. I'll pass on the probably even the Ellie De La Cruz's to wait for a Correa and O'Neill Cruz. Um, Cause I just think the value is so much better um, down there in the two hundreds. Okay. Um, that goes right back to what I was saying before. <laughs> Cause O'Neill Cruz on fantasy pros is at 68th overall. Holy smokes. That's not happening. No. And uh, as you just mentioned, 204. That's, that's, you know, Oh, that can make it so that you don't have to go throw up right after you make the pick. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but O'Neill uh, Cruz, he's a guy who, you know, you got to be cautious of. You got to make sure he's wholly healthy. And, and, and it, it looks like he is. Let but, me ask uh, you this. If you come down to Ellie De La Cruz or O'Neill Cruz, you have to think about this for a second because Ellie De La Cruz is the sexier name. But, that being said, I look at, at Ellie De La Cruz with all those. I mean, what'd you say, 33% strikeout rate? Um yeah. for, for way, Ellie De La Cruz. Way, you know, way up there. Yeah. Now in 2022, um, that's where O'Neill Cruz was <laughs> in the same spot. <laughs> all right. So you're going off a guy who got hurt last year, didn't play, but what 24, no, nine games last year. So he yep. Um, nine games. So there's really nothing you could get out of that. 2022 played in 87 games, hit 17 homers, 54 RBI. And 10 stolen bases. Him and Ellie De La Cruz, to me, are so similar. Like, you're picking between one of them versus, um, I mean, to me, their value is, is identical. The difference is, is that you can get O'Neill Cruz 60 picks later. Right. <laughs> then you can get Ellie De La Cruz. I agree with that 100%, even though I'm, I'm, I still got him in caution. <laughs> but, um, but if he's looking good in the spring, I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. And Velope, I've got him in my caution tier because, you know, as you mentioned, 209. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hard to get over. It is. And what? So, um, uh, let me here. Let me pull it up real quick. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pull this up because. The reason I say this is I was just looking at my keepers in my keeper league um, uh, today, and uh, and and this is why I brought up um, Schwarber. Um, so let's look at Schwarber real quick. 2023, Kyle Schwarber, uh, he mashed 47 home runs. Uh, he batted 197. Um, yeah. 
the value for Volpe compared to Schwarber. And listen, Schwarber's a better fantasy player than Volpe. Schwarber's draftable. Uh, Volpe is late, late round, late you know stuff. But if you're going to survive bad batting average, you've got to have other stats. And Volpe doesn't give you 50 home runs, but he gives you mid-20s plus mid-20 stolen bases. There's actually, he gives you something that's going to get you some points. And so, uh, you know, you got to keep your eyes on during spring, see how he's, because, you know, he was only a rookie. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And so, you know, we, and sometimes if you, you know, rookies come in and, and they blow the doors off the place and second year and, and, and collapse. Yeah. But guys that, that aren't so great in the first year and then come in the second year and they, and, and, and the next thing you know, they're uh, Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, it could happen. I'm not saying that it will, yeah. but uh, fact, he plays for New York. You got to like that lineup, right? But uh, you know, just just see how he's doing. If he's still striking out in spring training, then all bets are off on that. Yeah. And so, uh, all right, who do we hate? Who, who are we gonna hate on today? Who are we saying this is a guy that's just you know, I'm not sure if I can draft this guy. So you may find this difficult to believe, but the guy that I have at the top of my do not draft list is, in fact, Willie Adamas. <laughs> I doesn't surprise that. me. I've had him. I've had him in the past. Yeah. I, I, I know he's on your Brewers, but, yeah. uh, you know, he burned me last year. And so um, I'm, <laughs> I'm banking on that. I'm banking on sour on, on everybody. I'd love to get Willie Adamas late. Um, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Okay, that uh, happens, so I'm, but that, I'm banking on that. That's all well and good for you. And I also have Carlos Correa in this. I'm not yeah. drafting him tier. Okay. Because, uh, you know, all the problems that he had and he still has, you know, they don't know what for sure, if he's healthy or not. And I'm not going to take a chance on that. Is, uh, let's see here. Uh, in the nineteenth round, even so, but now he's almost it was getting there all almost thirty years old. Yeah. And so uh but you just can't know that you're gonna get a full season out of him. So that's true. I'm not doing that. So he's on my no draft list. Okay. All right. I've got two guys. Okay. They're both in your tiers. Um Okay. So so here they are. JP Crawford. Okay. JP Crawford, nineteen home runs, two stolen bases, yeah. hundred and twenty five strikeouts. I can that's, get Thyro Estrada from San Francisco. I can get Luis Rengifo, the Rengifo uh, from the Angels. My, I can get uh, I can get Paul DeJong with the Chicago White Sox this year, all with similar numbers to J.P. Crawford, and I can get them almost all of them as free agent pickups if I want them. I think J.P. Crawford is so overrated. Um, I I do not want J.P. Crawford on my team. I will not have J.P. Crawford on my team. And I will chuckle the moment someone drafts J.P. Crawford and think, ha-ha, oh, that person does not know what they're in for. Um, so, so, so there's my J.P. Crawford hate um, okay. for the day. Give me Estrada. I take Thyro Estrada from San Francisco 20 times over J.P. Crawford. Uh, if okay. J.P. Crawford gave me double-digit stolen bases, I would be in. Uh, but two stolen bases from a shortstop, I can't have that. I just, I can't have that. No, I, but I, I think that he'll be pretty, pretty decent hitting lineup up there in Seattle. So yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that uh, I like there. And so, uh, 
that's why I have him in, in, in my tier, and he plays games. And, uh, you know, this is a kid who was a prospect when he came up in Philadelphia that everybody thought he was going to be it, and he just was not it. And he's played better in Seattle than he did in Philly. Um, I'll give him that. So I, I think he's fine for a Major League Baseball club to have on their team. Not for my fantasy team, though. I, I cannot do two stolen bases and 125 strikeouts for my shortstop. I need stolen bases right. from that. Unfortunately, from that that's baseball in 2024. <laughs> yes, but okay. not on my team. No, this, okay. we, we say shave your beards, button up, and steal bases. No. Um, <laughs> the other guy I have is Dansby Swanson. Uh, 22 okay. home runs, nine stolen bases, 154 strikeouts. Swanson to me is a waiver wire pickup guy, not a draftable guy. I think Swanson is what Swanson is. We know who he is. We know what he does. Um, could you do worse than Swanson? Yes. But with the baseball gods angry at Chicago, I just am telling you, stay away from Dansby Swanson this year. 22 home runs is good. Nine stolen bases is okay. But again, I want more out of my shortstop than that. And you throw in that 154 strikeouts, that's just too many for me. And uh, and listen, the reality is I like Dansby Swanson. He's a Vandy kid. Um, uh, he's I, I think he's a fine person, fine individual. Um, I like Dansby Swanson. I feel bad that he's going to get struck by lightning in the game three. <laughs> of the season and uh but all because of Craig Council stabbing stabbing a, a community in the back. Um it's not Swanson's fault, but he's not going to be on my fantasy team at least as a draft pick. Um he's a, he's a quality waiver wire pickup throughout the season when you need a shortstop in a pinch, but um he's just to me he's just not a guy I want to draft. Well, I don't think you have to worry about him being a a, a player you're going to pick up off the waiver wire cuz <laughs> He's not gonna. He's gonna get drafted. And so, listen, here you go. You're right. Unless you draft them just to prove a point, um, I will. I will make you a bet. And I don't know what we're betting yet. We'll figure this out. That Dansby Swanson at some point okay. is going to be available on the waiver wire. And and this gets null and void if I draft him or you draft him because that doesn't count. Uh, that'd be cheating. Uh, but right. <laughs> uh, he will be on the waiver wire at some point this season. Okay, um, I'll I'll go on there and say no, he will not, unless of course he's injured. Then all bets are yeah, off. no, that doesn't count either. Yeah, yeah, injury that does doesn't not count. count at all. If he's not hurt, he was going to be on a roster all season. All right, all right. So we'll figure out a way to something we got to bet. We'll we got to figure that out. If you're listening, you're watching, comment. What's a good good thing that's that we funny. can do on this? Because um, that's the way that's the way it is. Um, all right, listen, we're already five minutes past the hour. So let's <laughs> let's wrap up this show. Um, let's first start bellyupfantasysports.com. Again, they sponsor our last segment here, the Fantasy Focus, our rankings each week. Next week, we're doing outfielders um, there. Uh, I assume you have an article dropping this week on shortstops, Kevin? You can assume that correctly. There's an <laughs> article already out there as far as uh, third baseman that we talked about. And uh, there was a little snafu with the Belly Up uh, webs, uh, fantasy website. <laughs> so if you saw my article, because it got dropped accidentally uh. onto the site and it wasn't ready yet. So <laughs> if you read it and you're like, what is this dude talking about? <laughs> it wasn't ready. So go uh, back and check it'll it. Be, again. It'll be, yeah, yeah, it'll be smoothed out this week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, don't, don't hold that against me if you've seen it. And uh, so 
you could you could look forward to that dropping and so uh you know can you can always ask me a question or whatever on uh x at kevin 62 w-i-l-s-e-a and uh reddit i appreciate you guys as i mentioned i get a lot of commentary from reddit readers so i appreciate that and so uh that's where i get most of my uh my views from so appreciate you guys and uh so ask away all right uh seatgeek.com if you're gonna go to a game you need to get tickets you need to get them through seatgeek.com use the code belly up sports uh if you get hungry which everybody does righteousfelon.com great beef jerky use code stove 15 to check out um, right. I got a full week of, of shows tomorrow night, um, Monday night, eight o'clock. I'll be uh, doing my local hour talking EKU sports. We've got EKU pitcher Riker Walton joining us as well as um, I believe EKU women's basketball coach Greg Todd. And the goal is guard Tayshawn Comer from the guys team as they start a sun tournament play this week. So we'll talk about those things. And then Wednesday night, dad joins me. We are previewing the central divisions for major league baseball. So NL and AL central divisions. We'll be talking about that as well as other sports news and covering NASCAR, recapping today's Vegas race and previewing next week's Phoenix race as well. We'll have a guest on to help us do all of those things. You can follow me on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Kev, I think that's it for tonight. That's it. So we'll so be back next good. Sunday night covering outfielders. Two weeks from now, we'll be doing a live draft. Um, and so you can kind of tune in and, and get some commentary from uh, us as well as the other people in our league. As we're drafting, we'll bring on people to talk through their strategies and different things they're doing. Um, that'll be in two weeks from today as well. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.